Welcome to Future of Journalism, a podcast from the Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism at the University of Oxford. I'm Federica Cherubini. This is a special series of our podcast and it's dedicated to the Digital News Report 2021. Over six episodes, we are diving into the findings of the report, which is the most comprehensive piece of research on news consumption around the world. I'm the Head of Leadership Development at the Institute, and for this podcast, I'll be joined by the authors of the report. Our guest today is Dr. Simge Andi, a postdoctoral research fellow at the Institute and one of the co-authors of the report. With Simge, we'll look at how and why consumers access news on social media. Simga, welcome and thank you for being with us today. Hi, Federica. Thanks for inviting me. So we know that social media have played an important role across societies for over the past decade or more, um, including how many people access the news. But um, in that time, the networks people use and the way in which social networks showcase news have changed considerably. Some existing platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube evolve both in terms of how they work and who uses them. And we've also seen newer networks such as Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok grow in importance. Singa, can you explain to us what the findings of the report are this year in terms of how people use different social media to access the news? Of course. Um, so for the last seven years, uh, we've been tracking the changing mix of social networks for any purpose and also for news usage. Um, and this year we wanted to cast light on the always changing news environment on social media by uh, setting out the differences between networks uh, and also what uh, social, social media news users say uh, their motivation is for accessing news on these platforms. We also wanted to understand a bit uh, better uh, who they say they pay the most attention to. And we focus on the six largest open social networks. Uh, this is measured in terms of weekly use. And we do this uh, in our survey conducted across uh, 46 news markets um, that we study in the report. And uh, these are mainly Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and finally TikTok. And of these, uh, we pay particular attention to newer platforms with a younger user base. Um, by, by these, I mean Instagram, TikTok, and Snapchat. Um, and as we know uh, much less about uh, news usage on these networks, um, I, 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 we believe that this is uh, quite important uh, to figure out. So uh, just to give you an overall idea, um, our findings show that Facebook is still uh, the leading platform where people find and share news uh, across most markets. Uh, but YouTube has been growing too. Uh, and for instance, uh, YouTube now matches Facebook in terms of uh, use for uh, general purposes for any, any purpose. Uh, we also have the relatively new and more visual networks that some people are getting their news on, such as Instagram, Snapchat and TikTok. And these are mostly used by younger people. Uh, for instance, Instagram is mostly used by those who are younger than 45, while TikTok, uh, which is founded in 2016 and is growing rapidly around the world, is uh, more common among uh, younger uh, people. So those who are younger than 25. 
And what motivation do they give for using these different platforms um, for accessing news? Yeah, so uh, we find uh, some clear differences in terms of uh, why people use uh, these different networks for news. Um, for instance, uh, while Facebook is uh, far more widely named as a network where people come across news, our data show that it's uh, typically not a platform where news, users, uh, news uh, consumers intentionally go to uh, access the news. Uh, what we find is across most countries, many of those who use Facebook for news, they say that they pick up information incidentally while they're on the platform doing other things. Twitter, in contrast, uh, is, um, is often seen uh, much more of a primary destination for news where people go to learn about breaking news, for instance. Um, Instagram, Snapchat and TikTok, on the other hand, are very clearly seen as a fun and entertaining way uh, to pass the time in keeping with the younger and more playful nature of these networks in general. Uh, finally, YouTube uh, news users, they have a range of motivations, including a strong focus uh, on looking for alternative perspectives on the news, but also some fun and entertainment like we see in Instagram, Snapchat and TikTok. And have you seen different partners in patterns um, in different parts of the world? Yes, uh, we do. Uh, I mean, there are some commonalities, but uh, some differences are also quite interesting. For instance, the UK is a good example of how these different motivations across, uh, across the three uh, largest uh, networks play out. Uh, for instance, 21% of people who use Twitter for news uh, in the UK say that uh, they do so because it's a good place to access the latest news. Um, in contrast to Twitter, YouTube, in, uh, YouTube is a platform where some people find alternative perspectives. For instance, 26% of uh, YouTube news users in the UK say this, uh, that uh, they get uh, alternative perspectives that they can't find in the mainstream media, um, while others use it mainly for fun and entertainment. Um, this is around 15%. And uh, the majority of social media news users on Facebook, 56% in the UK, uh, they mostly see news incidentally. Um, of course, our analysis, I should mention that our analysis uh, focuses on those who say that uh, they not only use a particular platform, but also have used it in the last week to find uh, and uh, share news. So this is uh, these percentages are actually still a minority of all social media users in the UK. But that said, um, these patterns are um, typical of many other Western countries, including the United States. Um, it's, I mean, though less popular than Facebook overall, uh, for instance, Twitter is widely used by uh, journalists and politicians, and it is where the news gets broken first. Uh, we see this all the time and uh, attracting uh, all these people with a strong interest in the news. Um, we see a slightly different uh, pattern uh, elsewhere, for instance, in um, much of Latin America and Asia. Uh, many more Facebook users say uh, they get the latest news while they're on the platform, um, even though we still see some uh, incidental news usage on the uh, on Facebook. Uh, for instance, in Malaysia, our data show that Facebook is more of a news destination where 22% uh, of Facebook news users say that they go to the platform for the latest news. Thanks, Inga. Super interesting. On social media, we find information and opinion shared by lots of different actors. 
that could be ordinary people, brands, but also activist groups, politicians, and of course, news media that I use as follow or that the platform recommends to you. What do we know about who different audience groups actually pay attention to um, across networks? Yeah, so uh, to figure out who uh, people pay the most attention to, um, this year we uh, asked our, we gave our respondents uh, a range of options that we usually see on social media and basically asked them to, to tell us where they place the most attention when it came to news, again, specifically. And um, once again, we found some uh, similar patterns across some countries and also lots of differences. Uh, to give you an example, um, for instance, in the United States, uh, we find that on both Facebook and Twitter, uh, the largest proportion of social media news users say that uh, they're most likely to pay attention to mainstream media and journalists. And this is good news for the, for, uh, the news media. However, uh, many users also appreciate the alternative perspectives that they find in, in some platforms. For instance, uh, among social media news users, again, attention on YouTube um, tends to be evenly split between a range of sources of news and entertainment, including celebrities, politicians, and also ordinary people. And when we look, uh, look looked a bit deeper into audience characteristics, uh, we found we find that uh, we we find some differences uh, across across uh, groups. For instance, younger groups tend to pay uh, most att- most attention to internet personalities on platforms such as um, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. Uh, we also found that in general, for instance, there are differences between uh, those who uh, have high levels of trust in the news versus those who have lower levels of uh, trust in the news. What we find is that uh, those with lower levels of uh, trust are more likely to seek out uh, alternative sources and uh, less likely to say that they pay attention to mainstream news outlets. And um, this is particularly the case on uh, YouTube in the US, uh, where we see all these uh, partisan voices uh, that found a good following on YouTube. Uh, We find that uh, in the US, on YouTube, those with lower trust levels are, are actually five times more likely to say that they pay attention to alternative sources on YouTube. Over the past few years, we've also seen documented in the Digital News Report how younger users have adopted more visually based social networks, like you were saying, like Instagram, Snapchat, and now TikTok. What findings can you share with us from this year's report um, on younger audiences and their behavior on social media when it comes to news? Um, Who they pay attention to? Yes, so um, these newer uh, and mobile-based social networks like Instagram and uh, Snapchat and TikTok, they've they've become popular among many young people, Um, especially they were, I think, um, life-saving during the lockdowns and and all that uh, last year's drama. Um, But I mean, they're mostly used as a fun and entertaining way to pass the time, as we also show in in the report. But what we also witness is that um, these newer networks, they're also, they've been central to um, a new wave of protests by younger people across the world. Um, From uh, the US with uh, Black Lives Matter protests uh, to Peru with uh, anti-corruption protests, we see that these uh, Instagram, TikTok, they've been uh, used by younger people 
um, in, in like these political events. And when it comes to news, um, our research shows that uh, many of the conversations on these networks are actually at the moment not framed by journalists, but rather by uh, internet personalities or ordinary people that, uh, uh, that users follow. Um, what do we mean by this? What do we mean by these personalities, internet personalities, uh, that people say that they pay attention on, on these networks? Um, the definition we used in our survey is uh, rather broad, and we combine celebrities such as actors and musicians with, uh, with social media influencers and uh, reality stars. Um, and what we find is that, for instance, 40% of um, under 35-year-olds who use TikTok for news, they say that they pay the most attention to these internet personalities. Um, so I guess uh, to wrap up, in, in, in networks with a younger audience, such as um, TikTok, Snapchat, and uh, Instagram, the space that's usually covered by journalists and media organizations in other platforms like Twitter and Facebook is currently filled with information um, supplied by these internet personalities and also ordinary people. Thanks, Simga. Um, social media are a complex space for mainstream media organizations to navigate. Based on the research um, for the people who are like for the journalists and, and the media people who are listening to us, what advice would you give to journalists on what approach they should adopt uh, on social media? Yes, a very difficult question. And uh, as you said, this is a challenging space for the news media and also independent journalists. I mean, there are many different platforms with different functionalities and audiences. Um, and media organizations have to share the space with a range of other content creators who do not have the same editorial principles or who might not have the same editorial principles and values like objectivity or impartiality. Um, like some influencers are very uh, vocal about uh, certain issues that you would not find the same, um, same partiality in uh, maybe uh, the same editorial principles that uh, that news organizations have. Uh, but given the time that people spend on social networks and um, also the dangers of uh, misinformation and uh, political propaganda, I, I think it it's still seems very important that journalists and uh, news organizations find ways to adapt to these more informal spaces especially if they want to engage uh, people with low interest in news and also young people. I mean, these are groups that rarely go to go directly to news sites and apps. So uh, I, I think it's still important that um, news organizations uh, adapt to these, uh, these networks. And we also see that some good examples of this, uh, for instance, The Guardian uh, is active uh, on Instagram. There's this a segment called Fake or For Real uh, that I also follow, uh, where the very young journalist goes over um, the week's claims using the platform's quiz, fe quiz feature. Um, others try a more comedic approach. For instance, the Washington Post TikTok guy is the prime example of this. Um, uh, he has various spoofs uh, about serious issues ranging from um, COVID vaccines to elections. BBC uh, Sophia Smith Gaylor also has really uh, really interesting storytelling examples. I mean, there are many uh, good examples, and I think that the numbers are growing, which is great. 
Um, I mean, of course, that said, uh, we should also be uh, a little bit cautious, I think, because the the tone and the formats that young people and others use, especially on these newer networks, I mean, it doesn't it does not always come naturally to uh, some journalists uh, or news organizations. And I think the success of these experiments, if we call these experiments, um, it depends on the target audience, the network culture, the algorithmic features of the social network. And it doesn't always have a very clear direct form of monetization for news organizations. Um, uh, let me illustrate it a bit further. For instance, some networks such as Snapchat, uh, it has a, they, they have a separate space for news. But on Instagram and TikTok, uh, news stories have to blend in with videos and images that other users share. And given that algorithms uh, are mainly driven by popularity and relevance, um, content on, uh, on these networks need to be highly engaging to reach a wide audience. I mean, this is perhaps even uh, more important for uh, newsrooms who are actively using or are planning to use TikTok. Um, because it's uh, this app is where users spend the most time flopping uh, through hundreds of videos on the For You page. And I mean, yes, these networks are uh, mostly centered around entertainment, um, but this, again, this does not necessarily mean that um, young people are unwilling to talk about serious issues on these platforms. Um, on the contrary, like just, I mean, just because going in, uh, Investing in these platforms does not necessarily mean uh, just like investing in fun and entertaining topics. Uh, for instance, uh, from climate change to Black Lives Matter, uh, many young people use their creativity to raise awareness about uh, about issues that matter to them. And sometimes uh, the celebrities and influencers that they follow on these networks uh, help, help them out by raising their voice uh, in these in these discussions. And this is at best uh, raising awareness about these issues, about these important issues. But it could also be uh, a worse outcome, which is like uh, they could end up spreading false or misleading information. Anyway, so to wrap up, um, I think uh, news organizations have already started to recognize the importance of um, engaging in these in these spaces. Um, especially the newer uh, networks. And um, in some cases, uh, these efforts, they involve adapting their the existing contents and existing formats and use, using uh, new formats. Uh, but in others, uh, like, like the new, uh, especially the newer ones, uh, it may require an entirely new approach um, that involves a unique that involves unique content uh, designed for the specific platforms and uh, a diverse agenda that includes both hard and soft topics, and I guess uh, more editorial freedom assigned to younger journalists who are um, more familiar with the language of these platforms, and um, I guess uh, the continued growth of the youth-focused networks like TikTok, um, I think make, makes this a work more vital than ever, even if the uh, business side is, uh, is not that clear for news organizations. Thanks so much, Simga. A very useful perspective um, and indeed very useful um, points of reference for journalists trying to navigate this space. And um, so thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Federica. And thank you to you all for listening to the second episode of the Digital News Report 2021 podcast series. 
Our guest today was Dr. Ximbe Andi, a postdoctoral research fellow at the Institute and one of the co-authors of the report. In the next episode, we'll talk about whether people think they are covered fairly in news coverage. Make sure to follow our podcast channel on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you don't miss the next episode. And you can also find a previous episode um, on the main findings of the report um, on the platforms. And if you don't want to miss any news from the Institute, subscribe to our weekly newsletter by clicking the link on our Twitter bio or going on our homepage. You can find the report online at digitalnewsreport.org slash 2021. This was Future of Journalism, a podcast by the Reuters Institute, and I'm Federica Crubini, and we'll be back soon.